welcome to the Diary of a Sales Expert podcast. My name's James White, and I'm on a mission to help business owners and sales professionals all over the world get incredible sales results. So thanks for listening, and let's get started. What does it take to have an incredible sales and business development-focused culture in your business? So in this episode, I'm going to be talking around the hugely important subject around sales culture, what it is, why it's so important for businesses to achieve growth. And I'm going to talk about why I believe it's every single person's responsibility in the organization, the organizations that have it, it's every single person's responsibility to understand and help the company grow and why when companies get it right, people don't mind doing that and don't mind showcasing um, their organization and helping others get to know who they are and driving business for them. So sales culture, let's talk about sales culture. What is sales culture? And, and, and what are some of the examples of sales culture that I've seen really work well? And, and, and what are some examples where I've seen it, it really perform badly? And it's probably best to talk about maybe culture in general in organizations. Uh, there's a great saying that Peter Drucker once said, which is culture eats strategy for breakfast. And I was listening to a podcast on my way to the location for the recording. And I was listening to a Stephen Bartlett podcast, actually, um, talking with the guy that is the president of Shopify. And uh, this guy's energy, if you haven't listened to it, I think he's a guy called Harley. And his energy, he's the president of Shopify. And his energy uh, and drive uh, for, 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 for his business, Shopify, was incredible. And he just so much passion that he talked about. And it made me think around culture and how, you know, the, he talked about how the culture in Shopify is they want every member of their team to really understand how they can help businesses become, a bit, you know, become people become entrepreneurs and to start opening up online shops. And ultimately, of course, people would say there's an ulterior motive for them to, to have that. But the idea being is that people want to be inspired and companies that have a culture where people are inspired and they feel that they want to share what they're doing and they want to open up conversations and they want to talk to people about opportunities is, is, is a, is a business that, that so many business owners want to have. And I had a, I had a guy a few years actually back who has a very successful business. He runs a business that's um, 10 million pound turnover that reached out to me and said, I don't think we're converting enough opportunities. And I went through some of the elements of the business and, and I was like stunned by the size of the company. And he was like, but you know, my, my, my team don't really talk to people about opportunities and they don't ask questions about, you know, where there could be other bits of business and they, they don't seem hungry for sales. And I won't talk about the company in, in the details. It's not right in this podcast, but the, the individual concern, I asked some questions around how he ensured that everyone had the chance to be able to, to, to add value and add impact. And how, for example, you know, did everyone have their own business cards where they could go out and share with other people? No, he didn't. We don't want to go through that expense. Okay. And they had about 80 people in the company. And I asked about, um, or how are people rewarded if they bring new opportunities into the company? Oh, well, they're not. Okay. And I said, well, how are your, um, culture and your values how are your values shared with with the team what is you know how, how have you embedded sales you know new opportunities and engaging in, in in your values or oh, it's not well talk to me about your mission and your vision then talk to me about your vision and the impact you're having on the world and how your team are excited about that well we haven't really got one of those so it was amazing this company is incredibly successful they're in a very niche space they do stuff for very a lot of enthusiasts all over the world um but basically, he was talking about these things that he wanted this culture in his business. He wanted people to to feel like that they were, uh, you know, going to 
talk to people around to, you know you know opportunities to grow and to to win new business but yet some of the building blocks to put those things in place he didn't want to he didn't want to do and i at the end of it i questioned him and said well, how are you going to build a sales culture then what is it you want to do and his method was well i want someone to come in and and train them to train people i said okay well you know we can come in and train and, and in the end um, the pricing and or the, the the he didn't value our services enough it's never price the issue but he didn't value us enough but he, he he wanted it to be this flicker switch. I wanted it to be a case of, well, if I just do these things, can you make them into 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 a culture that's that's hungry for selling? And my message to him was, no, you know, culture and sales culture stems from so many of the things that I've just talked about and so many other factors. And if you cannot put in place a culture of a mission and vision that excites people, that gets people really enthused by where they're going and the impact it's having on the world, and if you can't equip your team with the right tools to help them go out and share what their what their story is and the company story to the world and if you're you don't want to reward people for for finding new opportunities then the chances are then you're never going to develop a sales culture and if you you know culture is driven from is you know the the word and the means of it are are people forming together a set of common characteristics in search of a common goal it's you know they, they create a an environment where people hold each other to account and they want things to work and they want to be successful and you know some of the best cultures that you'll see i mean read you know read hastings at netflix they created a a culture guide you know you could even download the guide which was their way of operating as a business before you even thought about joining netflix you could see if their culture was a good fit for you tony zappa at, at, at Tony Zay at, at Zappos, you know, used to used to when new hires came into the business, he would offer them two thousand dollars to leave at the end of the week's training if they weren't able to imbibe by certain elements of the culture of the company. And he even said to them, "You could leave now with two thousand pounds and or two thousand dollars and go." And people used to think, "Wow!" You know, but he wanted that culture. It was so important to get people that could fit the culture of what they wanted, that espoused the mission and vision to make a difference in the world, and to be passionate about doing things, and to to want to be evangelical about how they operated so when i talk to people about sales culture i always go back to a lot of the things around the, those aspects the vision the mission and how the management engage how do how do, how do we allow time for people to Im- make the impact how does the the team support and communicate and showcase this vision about what we're trying to achieve and how do we roll that out in everything that gets done and a lot of organizations just simply don't have that in place but yet they want someone to suddenly be in a position where when they're on the phone, they can ask a question to get a further bit of business. So my first point around sales culture and my main point probably around sales culture is that if you want that culture, you've got to be prepared to work for it and you've got to be prepared to make some changes in the way you think and operate in order to get to that place. And there is training, there is support, there is work you can do to educate and help people. I'm working with an organization at the moment who have a team of 150 people in a certain area who are very good at doing their job but haven't had the relevant training to ask the right questions at the right time with the people they work with in order to do more business. So we're working with them to hopefully help train that team and not all of them will pick it up. But if we can train half of those people to know what to say at the right time and how to say it, they are going to be in a position where they can hopefully then find other opportunities and do more business. And and that's a company that's going to do more business with the existing clients they've got, let alone with new clients. Culture is something that, you know, and I talk about, I hope you can sense the passion that I'm talking about. It's something that bubbles in an organization. When I go into organizations and I'm working with another organization at the moment who don't have a sales culture. In fact, sales culture, certainly don't have a new business sales culture. 
in fact, when I, I asked a series of questions in a survey about uh, about them in terms of, um, you know, you know, I, I asked them a, a question, you know, compared them, you know, with it as a shoe, are they a comfy pair of shoes or a, or a, or a flash pair of brogues? And it was like most people answered they were a comfy pair of shoes. In other words, the comfy, the, the, this company is too settled. It's too static. It's, there's no bubble. There's no energy. There's no drive within it. There's no passion. And that sometimes comes from whether it's been the leadership not engaging in the right way with the team or whether it's the, whether it's the fact that, um, you know, that, 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 that people just don't feel involved enough. They don't feel their reward enough. There's a number of reasons, but you can't just switch on culture. You can't just make it something that everyone's going to start doing. And, you know, everyone's got to start thinking a certain way. It's, it's the application of a number of principles over a number of time and over a number of years that can eventually, you know, when people start having conversations with managers and when people start having discussions, um, people can start to understand and see that the way in which, you know, things operate and that they can, they can really sense a passion about how people want to work and how people want to be in a you know, position where new opportunities are brought to the table. You know, and, and again, I'm, you know, some, some organizations I've worked in the past where I, we used to have, you know, you hear about an opportunity where there's an opportunity to do business with, with us uh, at a company, bring it to the table. And if that company, you know, bring it to there, I think we used to give people a 10 pounds voucher for, for every new opportunity that was brought. And if that client converted, we then give them a 50 pounds voucher. So small little gesture that says to that member of the team, thanks so much for doing it. And guess what? As a result of bringing those opportunities in that were live and real, you'd get loads of people then going out there and finding opportunities. Well, the cost of actually acquiring customers in any business is tough. Most companies, if you ask the marketing team, they'll tell you that the cost of acquisition can be a substantial amount of money. So is it worth giving your team, who's your own team, a small gift as a return for bringing a potential opportunity that sales, someone in sales can then confirm. And if it does convert, giving them something as a result of it, what if, you know, you've, you've made them then someone that wants to do more and more of that. And then other people in the team then say, oh, see that, and they want to do more of it. So, you know, there's the, we've got to be in a position where, you know, great external marketing begins with good internal marketing. So if you want your team to focus on being able to become sales culture driven, communicate with them, inspire them, educate them, give them the materials, give them the resources to actually go out and start showcasing and telling people about your company, what you do. You know, you know, look at things like on, you know, their LinkedIn profiles or their social media profiles. How do they reflect you and the company? Are they showcasing what it is you're doing? Are they proud to work there? Are they showcasing examples? Now, not everyone will do that on social media. But it's about making them really want to be proud of doing that. And the reason why people want to be proud of where they work is because the impact they're making, the problems they're solving, the difference they're making in the world. And when those elements, which are all driven into the culture and the mission and the values of the business, are put together and communicate and engage with people, it gets people excited. It makes them want to go out and talk to people. And if you then combine this with then some specific training to help them learn to do things in a simpler way and to, to know what to do and how to do it and reward them and, and keep them updated on progress and what's happening, then you'd be amazed at what people will start to then actually do and how that can then start to permeate a culture through your organization that brings new opportunities to the table. You know, some other really good examples of cultures that I think are really good. You know, I, you know, use John Lewis, for example, a long time. You know, you'd always go to see a John Lewis person in, 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 in you know, in, and if you go to a John Lewis store in the UK and you talk to one of their partners about something, even if it's an area they don't know, most of the time they'll try and then go and bring you to that area because they don't just want to farm you off to something. They want you to buy because it's in their interest for them to buy. So they'll hopefully introduce you to a colleague or they'll try and find a solution for you. Um, 
but I've also seen other cultures where, you know, I give an example of an organization that I know at the moment, which is a finance company, where there is a young lady that works there and their culture of their company is that she was one minute late and she was purposely asked, yep, you can't, you won't be able to believe this. She was actually asked to work one minute longer than needed, longer than a time because she was one minute late set checking in. Now, when your culture is that, and I don't, care who you are as a culture i know people might say people take the mick as in organizations but if you're you're having to make someone work for an extra minute at their desk i think you've got a bigger issue as a culture that person is certainly not going to go out to their to their friends and their family and start looking for opportunities for you and your company have a real think about what impact that has on people how it makes them feel and what it makes them want to do so look Definitely get your culture in, to get your culture in the right place. We've got to link it to your vision. We've got to link it to you, you know, to, 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 to making sure that you inspire people. We've got to be in a position where we, we really are focused on helping people, you know, you know, showcase the problems that they have and how we can help them solve problems, how we can inspire them to do things, educate your team, inform them, give them the tools, but also then give them the relevant training. If you need some help with that, look, we, I'd love to help you and your company do that. We can help you build that culture so that we give them the right skills to know how to ask the right questions and react and, and respond in the right way. But sales culture can be built if you have a passion for what you're doing and you want to take people on that journey, but please, please, please don't do what the, the guy that I spoke to who wanted it to be a flick the switch he, and you know, felt he was missing out on opportunities, but you know, but wanted it to be done in a couple of training sessions and it'd be solved. It doesn't work that way. Culture takes time. It takes everyone holding people to account. It takes an energy and a drive and this constant, you know, the great, you know, phrase I use in, in culture, which is a rising tide lifts all boats, setting standards, giving everyone the opportunity to go and to, to, to be rewarded and to find and showcase what they're doing and how they're doing and how they're helping people. You know, common, common communication frameworks, common messages to use, making sure people maybe have got on their business card, standard terms to use on their lanyards. Those elements of branding and how you bring that culture and what you do out to the external world can make a massive difference and can help you know, showcase you and your company to be someone that other people want to work with. So that's it around um, sales culture. I hope that's been helpful in giving you some ideas around it. We have got um, on my um, on, on our web. If you go to, we have a, actually a sales culture scorecard. Which if you're an executive, listen to this and you want to take, feel free. Um, there's a, a link we'll put in the show notes. I think it's um, boominorbumbling.com. So is your? I think that's the. You know, some people have a culture that's booming, that's growing, that's incredibly fast, and some people are just bumbling along. So we'll put a link in it to booming. I think it's www.boominorbumbling.com. And there's a little quiz you can take there to see if you've got a sales culture for your organization. But the key thing is, if you want to put it in place and you want to make it successful, there are some things you've got to do over time. It's not going to be a click, you know, click your fingers and get it done. It's going to take work. It's going to take time. But when you do get it right, when you make it happen, the results and rewards of having maybe 30, 50, 70, 100 people, however many are in your organization, doing what they're doing, showcasing, telling everyone about who you are and what you're doing it is going to be a huge factor in bringing new opportunities and new business into the company that can help you really get the stellar growth you want. So if you want that to happen as a CEO, as a business leader, and listen to this, um, reach out to us, put, have a look at the link in the, in the section below, click the uh, the link and see if we can get your business to give you a score, an assessment of whether you're booming or bumbling. And if you are bumbling, let's put in place the elements you want to get the culture you need. So, as uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. As I always do, I listen, I finished off the podcast with an inspirational story. So I wanted just to show you a little story of a lovely young man called Rupert Brooke today. And Rupert is seven years old and, um, and age just seven, Rupert became the youngest person to cycle from London to Paris in four days. And, um, 
when when Rupert was young, he was just four years old, there was a children's bereavement centre that obviously made a massive impact in keeping him safe and well. And uh, the story was that Rupert raised uh, a large amount of money from riding from London to Paris in four days at just seven. Well, I've done Paris to Oxford um, in, in four days and it's bloody hard work. I can tell you, I did it a number of years back. So for Rupert to do it at the age of seven, I think is an incredible achievement. We should, we should literally toast young, inspirational people, any inspirational people, certainly people like that that have done it. So have a look at Rupert Brooke. He cycled from Paris to um, to London or London to Paris in four days, cycle over 200 miles, can't be inspired. And if a seven-year-old can do it, what stops you? Thanks again for watching. Uh, sorry, for watching. And maybe if you watched on the YouTube channel for watching, thanks for listening on the podcast if you have. Please uh, like and subscribe to the channel, share it with others, and uh, keep doing the great things that you do to get great sales results. And I'll see you next week for another episode. Take care. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you've enjoyed. If you have, please subscribe to the podcast. It helps us ensure more people can get the insights and ideas they need to get incredible sales results. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode.